Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life for Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, November 27th. We hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving and holiday week, and we're super excited to bring you guys an episode all about delaying gratification and ultimately playing the long game in every facet of your life. But before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients, 20 grams of protein, and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the healthy protein bars that you find on the market today are heavily processed with fillers and unnatural ingredients. We know that if we consume too much of this processed food too often, it can eventually lead to long-term health issues. So this is really why we personally love the Nash bars. We never even have to think twice about any of the ingredients, and they truly are the good-for-you protein bar. So make sure you guys try a box using the link in the show notes. And this podcast is also brought to you by my Everyday Athlete Online Coaching Black Friday Sale. I am currently offering one free month to those who sign up between now and next Wednesday. So there's only three days left to register. So make sure you get an application submitted after this episode. So on to today's topic, which is episode number 61, delaying gratification and playing the long game. And so this one really hits home for both Christina and I, because it's several different points throughout our lives. You know, we've experienced experienced moments of really delaying gratification for a more long-term result. And I think that what you guys are going to start to realize as we navigate this episode is how anything truly worth having or anything worth um, you know, achieving or working toward really does take time to develop, no matter who it is. You know, I know we see a lot of you know celebrities where we think we they had an overnight success, or you know, very successful business people who we thought it happened just overnight. But in reality, you know, all these people had to delay gratification in some way in order to get to that end goal. And so I just think you know to preface this this whole episode and this whole entire topic is to really state the fact that you know in our society today. You know, we really do believe that things should happen instantly. I think that it's something that, you know, really works against us, you know, when we are trying to achieve long-term results, because, you know, we do have such an attitude of, of instant gratification, you know, in our society today. I feel like, you know, just take social media, for example, you know, we make a post, we get instant likes, instant appreciation. You know, this is also why it's much easier to sell like a fat loss pill versus like a do-it-yourself fat loss program. You know, this is also why, you know, for sports and for some of you athletes out there, you know, it's very easy to say, look, I should just be a starter, you know, right away as a freshman versus really showing yourself, proving what you got in order to be and earn that starting position. And I think, you know, for a lot of people too, this relates to your your jobs and your careers where, you know, we, t- we tend to want, want to make like six figures right off the bat, you know, in our very first job where, you know, we want to scale to a million dollars plus in our startup business. So what, what we don't realize sometimes is that in order to get to all of these achievements in our life, we have to delay the comfort in, in the moment that we're in right now for that position that we ultimately want to get to long term. And so if we constantly chase comfort or what's easy in life, that's what's going to ultimately hold us back is if we just focus on what's easy and if we just focus on, you know, what is comfortable in the most immediate future, not what's in the long term future. And so this is where, you know, I think a, a lot of the ways we're marketed to kind of does ourselves a disservice. You know, we're, we're marketed to the fact that, you know, we need food faster. We need to do our shopping faster. I mean, shit, look at Amazon and like just how easy it is to get all your shopping done for you. So we live in a society where we just crave 
comfort and ease when in reality kind of like i said in the beginning you know anything truly worth having is going to take time you know i think what we don't realize sometimes are some of these major accomplishments that we see in life today you know they didn't happen overnight even though a lot of us think so i mean look at like jeff bezos for example he literally started in his garage selling textbooks and now he's you know built one of the biggest companies in the in the whole entire world you know look at the rock johnson for example like he started in wwe before he became you know this whole sensation and i and i pulled a little stat here but less than 10% of millionaires actually inherited their wealth, for example, you know, so even even the millionaires out there have had to work and work and work for their wealth. And so, you know, I think this directly applies to fitness as well. You know, if most fit people that you see walking around, you know, it didn't happen overnight. While some people do have incredible genetics, a lot of people you see who are fit and who are living very healthy and li- very healthy lives, it took months and even years in order to drive those results that they ultimately achieved. And so I think for a lot of people out there, if we could just accept the fact that it's going to take time and then extend our time horizon or our expectation of getting there, we are going to be more successful because a lot of times we want certain outcomes or we want to achieve certain things. And in our minds, you know, it's on a very small timetable. You know, it's it's where we want, you know, the fitness results in one week versus one month, or, you know, we want, um, you know, a million dollars overnight versus, you know, building and accruing wealth over time. And so I think if we can just extend our time horizon or our expectation of when we're going to achieve that thing, our life will become a whole lot easier and we'll experience a whole lot less stress and tension in order to ultimately achieve that thing or those things that we're trying to achieve. And so, you know, I really pull back to kind of my first time ever experiencing delaying gratification in my own life. And this really did happen when I made my switch from sports. You know, when I switched from playing lacrosse to football, you know, I started at the absolute bottom of the bottom. I didn't even dress for football games. Like I was literally like, the lowest of the low on the football team, but I always deep down had that vision of success, that vision of getting on the field, that vision of earning a scholarship, that vision of playing in big time games. And even though for years I wasn't doing those things, I kept that strong belief deep, deep down, knowing that if I put in the work every day, if I do these little things every day, if I take notice of the coaches just a little bit each and every practice of each and every day, I knew that those efforts were going to compound really into my ultimate goal, into getting on that field. And, you know, obviously there was that slight percentage and that slight chance that it wouldn't happen. But I also accepted the fact that even if it didn't happen and even if I didn't get those things I wanted to get, I would learn a whole hell of a lot on the Way. So really, guys, you know, it is a whenever you're trying to achieve something, it truly is a win win. You're either going to accomplish that thing or you're going to learn a whole shit ton along the way, you know, in trying to get to that thing. And so that's why I truly look at all those situations at a win win. But in reality, you know, all all of my life experiences have all stemmed from really that first experience with delaying gratification because then you know when i became an entrepreneur and i had to kind of prove myself in the realm of fitness and the realm in um you know doing what i do now i had to put in the reps i knew that i wasn't just going to have success you know by me saying hey I'm a trainer now, you know, I had to put in the work, I had to put in the reps and develop a certain amount of work ethic and a certain amount of, you know, routines and habits around, you know, delaying that gratification around doing the little things every single day that are ultimately going to help me be successful in the long term. So it's crazy how just that one experience of delaying gratification and playing the long game and wanting something not in the immediate short term, but in the long term has truly changed my mindset around pretty much every achievement now. And I've kind of taken that mindset with my finances. You know, Chris and I, you know, we do well for ourselves. We make good money, um, you know, but we decide to live a little bit differently. We decide to delay that gratification and 
instead of spending a lot of our money now, we're heavily, heavily, heavily saving and investing and shucking away at debt. And so we're doing all of these things financially in the in the in the now or you know, you know, in the now to ultimately yield that long-term result and that long-term wealth that we're ultimately looking for. And we've taken that same principle and applied it to to our health, to our fitness, to so many areas of our lives. And I think that if you guys can, you know, just have one of these experiences, that's why we really do say that like fitness and health is truly life-changing because most people that we see overcome the hurdles and the adversity through their transformation and through their, you know, mindset and fitness and health transformation, they really come out on the other side with tools to help them transform other areas of their life. And that is really what we talk about when we say, you know, your fitness can truly change your life because there's no other, I don't care, you know, anybody can argue this. There is no other avenue out there that teaches you the principles of delayed gratification like fitness does. Like even in finances, like you can throw your money into an investment fund and let it work for you. There's nothing in fitness that is, that can do it for you. You are the one that literally has to implement and execute the principles in order to execute the transformation that you're ultimately looking for. So if you can do that, you are going to be empowered to take those life lessons and take, the, take those principles from that transformation and start applying it into other areas of your life. That, that, that aspect of delayed gratification that you learn through that process of making a transformation in your fitness truly can transcend into every single area of your life if you guys let it. So that's where, you know, start using what you've learned from maybe a transformation or if you haven't yet, commit to making change in at least one area so that you can give yourself the tools to make a life transformation. Exactly. And it's always something that I remind Zach of too when it comes to the career aspect is like having someone in your life say like, hey, we're playing the long game. It's important just to win the day, win the month. Then yes. five years ahead of five years from now will be where we want to be. But it's hard to see that like five year, you know, transgression when someone's not reminding you of that. So we want to be that person today to remind you guys to truly play the long game because anything worth having in life is worth waiting for and like working towards. So I want to give you guys a quote really quick before we dive into it. Don't give up on what you want most for what you want right now. And this, like Zach said, applies to finances. And finances were the hardest part for me when it comes to discipline, just because that's how I've always been. And once we started applying that discipline to our nutrition and our training, once we have, you know, how many episodes are we going to mention Stasia? But highly recommend you guys listen to the episode with her. Because once you develop that discipline in one area of your life, it gives you the confidence to put it towards other areas. So finances, just to give you guys like an example, we have savings goals with Stacia and mine are to have my savings goal done by my birthday, which is like a month from today, essentially. And I looked at my savings today. I'm on track to get that. But every single month when you're doing it, it's easier to be like, I'd rather spend this money on presents for Christmas. I'd rather spend this money on trips or going out or dinners. But we have that communication where like if we're at our budget for that month, we communicate and we're like, hey, let's have dinner. And instead, even though what we want most then is to go out, have a great dinner, do our thing. But what we want most in the future is to reach that savings goal. It feels really good to keep that promise to yourself and the year on let think that huge win of keeping that promise to yourself and staying on path versus self-sabotaging, which is what I've always done in the past. And I'll talk more about self-sabotage later, but another way that this kind of roped into my life was when I was injured this past summer, I really wanted to just like get back to normal and get back to the grind. And I had to take two weeks off of lifting. I had to do PT. I wasn't able to do like some of my favorite lifts which are lower body like hip hinging movements. I wasn't able to do those for a couple of months. But now that I'm on the other side of that injury, like instead of going back and like not listening to my PT or not listening to my body, 
I could have set myself back, you know, one step forward, two steps back. But what I wanted most in the future was to have a healthy body that I was able to, you know, exercise, do these movements in the future and get back to my PRs. And now that I'm back at those PRs, it feels really good to, you know, know that I wouldn't have got here today if I had self-sabotaged my recovery by just not listening and, you know, getting back to the heavier lifts and not doing my mobility and not doing my PT, but it takes time to recover from things. It takes time to make a huge savings goal. It takes time to get where you want to be in your career. And you guys may look at Zach and I and say like, I wonder how they got where they are today, but you don't see that behind the scenes, just like you mentioned with like Jeff Bezos and The Rock. And while our story may be very different, whether it's an injury, savings, or career, like there's so many years of work that's gone into this, but you guys may just see where we're at right now. So you want to show you that like we've made sacrifices in the past and fought through discipline to get where we are. We want you guys to have that motivation and inspiration to do the same. And that's really why, you know, when we're working with clients one-on-one, we really give them very easily attainable daily metrics that we know are going to compound and yield to those phenomenal massive results and those massive transformations that you guys see so it always is about you know taking i know we're going to talk about this later but taking that long-term goal or what it is you want to achieve down the line and then scaling back and figuring out what and how can i execute every single day in order to closely inch me closer and closer to that larger goal. That's really what our whole entire fitness programs are predicated around is mm-hmm. giving our clients very actionable, small steps day in and day out that are going to yield those ultimate results that they're looking for. Yeah. And right now I'm running an eight week challenge. We actually start tomorrow. It's not necessarily a challenge. It's group coaching. And the reason I don't verbalize it as a challenge is because even though it's eight weeks, it's not like a quick fix. Like you're going to lose 50 pounds in eight weeks. It's literally what I do with my clients. You just get a taste of one-on-one coaching so that you can enter the new year with these wins under your belt, hitting a water goal, hitting a step goal, hitting your macro goal. You're not going to it's not a magic pill challenge kind of thing, but those eight weeks, that verbiage is sometimes misconstrued to see like, you know, it's a quick fix. You're going to get here in eight weeks, but like I will never market my, you know, coaching in that way because that's not how we operate. We operate in the long game. We always encourage our clients to, you know, look at long-term, like where do you want to be six months from now, one year from now, when I'm on a call with a client, I rarely ever say like, you only need three months because that's just not the case. We play the long game and that's how you create a sustainable fitness journey too. So I do want to go over really quick. What is instant gratification? Cause we're talking about delayed gratification quite a bit. And like Zach said, our society, especially the fitness industry operates on an instant gratification timeline. So this is when you choose something in that moment, even when you know that action will not align with your goals. So essentially you're sacrificing the long term for a short term pleasure or temptation. And this can be something as simple as snoozing your alarm in the morning for 30 minutes versus going to the gym when you told yourself, I'm going to go to gym Monday morning. It's the only time you can work out. Let's say you have plans Monday evening. So if you don't work out in the morning, you're saying like, I'd rather snooze for 30 minutes than hit a workout because you know you won't be able to do one after work. But something I want to add is when you go back to sleep after you hit snooze, you actually don't go back into a deep sleep in the first place. So you're hitting that light range of sleep that actually makes you groggier and more tired when working out would actually, number one, help you with your long-term goals. And number two, make you more awake for the day. The next example is saying yes to maybe a third cocktail happy hour with your coworkers when you know you have to be up early the next day and you only had enough calories or budget, whether that's money or calorie budget left for two cocktails. But doing that third one, it sets you back. It's something that's short term when you could just grab a water, still be social, still have time with your people, but that sets you back for that future goal. You're essentially saying like current me is more important than future me. And we're always thinking like, what will future me 
thank me for. And this is what we're always talking about when we're talking about like those small internal battles. You know, we always kind of face really when we talk about those internal battles, we're talking about facing instant gratification versus delayed gratification. You know, in that moment, did we decide to snooze? Did we decide to snooze the alarm for instant gratification or do we get our ass up and work out for delayed gratification? And then same thing with like when we when we're making uh, decisions around our nutrition, you know, did we go a little bit overboard and have a bunch of those pieces of dessert, you know, and we had that instant gratification or did we only have one bite or maybe one small piece in order for that to, you know, really focus on delaying that gratification. So it truly applies to all of these areas, guys. And that's just like with investing, like Zach said, we're investing with our financial goals. And you have to think about these habits as compound interest. While you may not see the return in that moment, you look back a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, and you could be 15 pounds down, or you could give in to those short-term temptations and hold future you back from reaching these goals. So in your fitness journey, I've always said this, there's no finish line. So when you look at your whole fitness journey is like you learn and you grow in those moments where you win those internal battles. And while it may not reveal instant results, you are setting your future self up for success. And this applies to like Zach said, your fitness, your finances, it's playing the long game in all areas will be so worth the wait. And I know it's hard to grasp in the moment, but I'm going to give you some ideas and some actionable steps to delay gratification. Once again, there will be examples for all areas of your life here, but we wanted to explain what instant gratification is first. So a couple actionable steps to start being the kind of person that does delay gratification, you want to consider the long-term consequences of your action. So a way to do this is to make sure your goals are somewhere where you can see them often. I like to make the background on my phone like a vision board. It's typically always a picture of Zach and I, but I do have my goals like front and center. My notepad is like pinned to the top of my notes right under our podcast notepad. I have like, what are my six month goals? And every year on my birthday, I reset these goals every six months. So having them somewhere where they're present, you actually have to see them on your phone or see them as your background to say like this moment, like this cocktail, this snooze is more important than future me. So when you look at like, what are the consequences of this action? helps you to reflect and realize the impact of this one decision and what it's going to cause for future you. The next one is practicing developing self-control and discipline in the smallest moments. That's why we say like those small wins do matter when we onboard a new client, we give them a water goal, we give them a step goal, and that helps them to like develop that self-discipline, winning that internal battle. And then it starts to apply to hitting a nutrition goal and hitting a workout when you don't feel like it. We talk all the time about discipline and self-control, but it's something that's built. It's not something that is just genetic. Like once again, you may like a Zach and I and say like, wow, they're so, you know, self-disciplined. They're so self-controlled. Like I couldn't be like that. The truth is you can, but it starts by winning the smallest of battles each and every day. And it's the limit of your own perspective. Like if you always done something a certain way, your belief system is that that's the only way that you're able to do it. You know, we see that a lot when we're going through transformations with clients, you know, while a lot of it is physical, so much of it is mental and so much of it is the perspective that you already have and that perspective that you're trying to tap into. Because if you're someone who has, for example, like, always had a drink at night or always snacked, you know, on a specific snack every day. Of course, it's going to seem impossible to give it up because it's something that you've always done. But through that small habit change and through creating a little bit new habits and a small adjustment through your routines and your habits, that's when you can get over that thing or you can overcome maybe that one negative habit that you're trying to break. So it's always a limit of our own perspective. It's always a limit of what we've done up until that point. And this is where I would encourage you guys and challenge you like step a little bit outside of that comfort. You know, we know that if we want change, we're going to have to create change. So that means things inherently in our lives are going to have to change. And we have to accept that if we want those results on the other side. Exactly. 
And one way that helps my clients do this and myself too is to create long-term rewards for yourself. If you have, for example, 50 pounds to lose, it may seem like a huge milestone that seems so far away. So that instant gratification sounds more fulfilling to you than the 50 pounds down that you could be, you know, six, 12 months down the line. But when you're in a moment of temptation, you think about right now because 50 pounds seems so far away. So something that I'll do with clients if they have trouble staying consistent or if they're in a self-sabotaging cycle, I'll have them create incentives for themselves of losing five, 10, 15 pounds. And also this doesn't have to be weight loss either. I have accountability calendars. I share my story all the time and it's kind of like, it looks like a 75 hard challenge, but it's essentially what we do with our clients every day. We hit our water goal, we had a step goal, we hit our workout, we had our nutrition goal. And then I add like PD as like a bonus habit. So you put those emojis on and I say like, okay, if you're having a hard time just staying consistent, like if your number one goal is to stay consistent, what will you reward yourself with if you complete this whole calendar? with at least 80% consistency. That's like five out of seven days, essentially. What will you give yourself for completing the whole calendar? And then when you have that incentive, it helps you understand like, okay, I don't have to look three months down the line. I just have to look at 30 days ahead of me. What habits can I create? How can I stay consistent? And the incentive can be something like a new pair of workout shoes. It can be a new outfit you want to buy or a dinner you want to go to or a vacation. Like the higher the milestone, like the larger the milestone, like 20 pounds versus five, the larger the incentive. So four or five pounds down for myself, I would maybe do like a new sports bra I've been wanting or 10 pounds down and it acts in alignment with my goals. I'm not saying to reward yourself if it's fitness related with a huge cake, you know, like it has to work in alignment with your goals and same with a financial goal. If your goal is to save like $100, $200, like the incentive there wouldn't be to spend that hundred or two hundred dollars. Once again, it's in alignment with your goals. So incentivize yourself for these small milestones, like a month of consistency. What will you reward yourself with? Five pounds, ten pounds, fifteen pounds. Then it's much easier to make action or to do these actions that are in alignment with your goals versus self-sabotaging or falling into the trap of instant gratification. The next one is to stay accountable. Obviously, I just mentioned that accountability calendar. That's one helpful way that I help my clients stay accountable. I also use it myself because we are who, you know, our character is who we are when no one's watching, but this accountability kind of puts you on blast and shows people your character and how you keep those promises to yourself. And as a coach, I want to be a leader. I want to practice what I preach. But if you are a coach yourself, there's no shame in getting a coach, you know, and also if you guys are listening to this and you are someone who's interested in coaching, most surefire way to stay accountable is to have a coach or an accountability partner too. I have like friends and sisters that join coaching with me. And a lot of times they'll become accountability partners and just tag each other in those accountability calendars I talked about. I love how Christina talked about kind of attaching like a specific reward to like a long-term almost delayed gratification type goal. And I think that this can also apply to like habit stacking. Like this is something it just popped in my head, kind of something that I've been recently doing. I notice in the wintertime, my steps really get low, my activity gets low. And so something I've really been trying to do is, you know, we just got one of those walking treadmills for the desk. So whenever I come home from the gym and eat lunch before I start like all my afternoon work for the whole day, that's pretty much when I get on the treadmill and I'll get my steps in. And so what I've been realizing is, you know, I can take something like getting work done in the afternoon and applying it with more a more desirable activity of you know movement getting my steps in and that way I can kind of have it stack both of them you know throw something throw two things together where you know I'm knocking out two things that I need to get done you know during one specific time frame and I think that if we can kind of have it stack you know something that might be more undesirable with something that is desirable you know that can really help you guys kind of push you along the way too because simply by just kind of getting motivated to get those steps in in the afternoon with doing some of my afternoon work that I have to get done it's really helped me stay accountable and stay on top of doing it consistently 
consistently because I know I have to get that work done. And I know if I stack those steps with that work, I'm going to get those steps done too. So I think that doing something like that can really help you guys along the way as well. And also roping in your partner too, because I know that's a goal of Zach's to get more steps in. So I have the treadmill in the morning and then when he comes home, I'm like, okay, office is yours. And then the same thing applies to the weekends. Like I'll say Saturdays and Sundays were my hardest day to hit my steps, but we'll just go to the gym and get movement in. And it's not anything like obsessive or like we have to go to the gym today. Like it just feels good to move. And during that time, we'll like catch up on work or we'll listen to a podcast. We'll do our personal development. But today we were looking at our steps and it was raining outside and I was like, I need 10 more minutes on the treadmill. He's like, okay, I'll walk for 10 more minutes. You walk for 10 more minutes and then we'll get out of here. And that helped us to hit our step goal for the day. And also doing it together, having someone remind you of your goals is a great way to keep this long-term gratification and delayed gratification front and center for you too. And while we're on the topic of habit stacking, I had two personal development resources that I wanted to give you guys. If you're having trouble with delayed gratification, number one is Atomic Habits. Honestly, I think this is a book everyone should read every single year. I have it on the agenda for myself for December. I want to end the year with like that, those habits, no pun intended, um, front and center with my mindset going into the new year, especially because I'm doing this accountability calendar for my mini cut that we're doing before we go to Arizona in January. So Atomic Habits, it's a great book. So you can learn about habit stacking. You can learn about creating new habits and changes. And it honestly all starts with your mindset. And this is the perfect book to read for anyone who is starting, whether that's a personal development journey or a fitness journey. And the next one is The Mountain Is You, because I think the biggest thing that keeps people from delayed gratification is self-sabotage, because we think this is how I've always been. This, you know, short-term thing sounds way more tempting, you know, like I said, giving up what you want what you want most for what you want right now. And The Mountain Is You is all about self-sabotage, and it's helped myself and a ton of my clients overcome that and reach that tipping point of their comfort zone of what they've always known. And so I highly recommend reading those two books or listening to them on audiobook. But the biggest thing that's going to help you delay gratification is having a meaningful why. And that helps me with my savings goal. It helps me with my fitness goals. Like when your why is strong, we do this with our clients when they come into coaching, like let's make a meaningful why. And they always say like your why should make you cry. And I don't think it has to be that dramatic, but I think it should be something meaningful. Because if you just say, I want to lose weight, like that's not going to keep you motivated. It's not going to keep you in alignment with your goals when something tempting pops up because it's not detailed. It's not meaningful. And if your goal setting is very surface level, so are your actions. Your actions are going to be fleeting. You're not going to be in it for the long haul or consistent long term if your why is surface level. So it has to be something meaningful. Like I want to lose weight because I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids or keep up with my children or become pregnant. I think when it's meaningful and it's related to like your family or your future self, that's when you're most consistent. Or if you have, you know, genetic predispositions for like disease down the line, if your heart disease runs in your family or diabetes, like wanting to stay in control of your health and control the controllables before you get to that point when you're older, that's like one of the most meaningful whys you can create. And so I want you to create a why for your finances, a why for your fitness goals, a why for your career goals, whatever goals you're setting, connect your goals and values to these beliefs that are important to you. And that's going to keep you consistent when the temptation pops up. Yeah, having a big strong why is so important and it really does apply to everything that it is Christine and I are doing in life. And I love that she keeps talking about those financial goals because I know that that's an area that both of us struggled with for a long time. And it's very easy to kind of get in that trap of, you know, hey, I'm making a certain amount of money. I can just, you know, use all of this money for kind of whatever I want to. And it's really difficult to add that structured discipline. But us having that long term why of knowing where we want to be individually, where we want to be collectively, long term financial goals that we're that we're looking to achieve. That 
that all gives us a strong why in the moment to put that money in that savings account or to put that money in that investment account and not use it for just basic pleasure. And I think that, you know, we can take that same application with our fitness where, you know, if we do have a strong why of where we know we're looking to go, we can make those, we can win those small internal battles that I talked about earlier when you're facing, you know, a nutritional decision or maybe a fitness related decision, you know, you can overcome those internal battles and stay on track versus, you know, deviating and falling off path. Yep. And I think that one of the biggest whys financially I've seen people be successful with is like buying a home. If you know you have to save up a certain amount for a down payment, your why is so strong because you know you're not going to get a house if you don't have that amount of money in your bank account. So you're not going to just throw it at Black Friday shopping. You're not going to throw it at like a trip to Vegas or whatever that may be. And I know it's hard to say no to certain things, but when your why is very strong and very meaningful, it will help you stay the course. And the next thing that's going to help you stay the course is identifying all the obstacles in the way. And I ask clients this on calls all the time, like what's coming up that could like give you that temptation to throw you off course. So that will help us create a game plan for those obstacles before they even arise. So if it's a weight loss goal and I'm like, okay, what's coming up in the next three months, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, you have a wedding, you have a vacation, then it's the new year. Like what game plan can we have in place to prevent that from steering you off course? And if you haven't listened to our holiday podcast that we did previously, that's going to help you navigate the holidays coming up. But when you like already focus on these temptations, Stacia does this with us too. When it comes to financial coaching, she'll say like, okay, the holidays are coming up. Like your savings goal is X, but like, if you don't, if you give that money towards your Christmas, you know, and holiday shopping and black Friday, like these are things that are coming up and could tempt you to throw you off course. And we have a game plan in place for that, but we're getting to those temptations before they even arise. So those obstacles are easy to overcome with that game plan in place. And so if you're somebody who is struggling with delayed gratification, I think the biggest steps here are identifying your why, identifying the obstacles that are in the way, and then creating a game plan And that game plan looks like, let's say it is weight loss. If your goal is to lose 20 pounds, let's break that down to what it takes per month versus looking at like 20 pounds months and months from now, like identify what it's going to be month by month. And then the game plan is, okay, we're working out four days a week. Can you schedule in those workouts? We need to be in a calorie deficit. We have to hit this calorie goal, this step goal, this water goal. So when you focus on winning each day, it helps you to create that weight loss almost as like a side effect because you're just focusing on winning each day. Then you look back three months from now and you've already accomplished your goal because your why is important. You've identified the temptations and this game plan is in alignment with your goals. And you guys don't have to be perfect. That's the biggest thing. You just need the odds to work in your favor no matter what you're doing. You know, that means you have to accumulate more days where you decided to save versus more days where you decided to overspend. That means accumulating more days where you decided to stick to your plan with your diet plan versus deviating and and just kind of doing whatever the hell you want. And that's also applies to, you know, how many times were we able to be consistent with showing up and so things like that. So that's where, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect guys. It's just about being consistent and showing up more times than not, you know, because we're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have days where we mess up, you know, we deviate, we don't stick to the plan, but the most important thing is getting right back on plan and continuing that consistency. You know, you have one bad day, don't let it trickle into three days, four days, five days, a whole week, a whole month, you know, stop it, get right back on track the next day and keep accumulating the odds to work in your favor. Yep. And that's what holds a lot of people back during the holiday season is they say like, oh, the holidays are coming up. That causes Thanksgiving to trickle into Black Friday, Saturday, we have game day, Sunday, and you're like, I'll start over on Monday. And that's kind of putting all of your chips in like future you, you know, in their pocket because you're saying like future me will have more discipline, but me right now, I want to overeat and say like, I'll start over Monday versus developing that something over nothing mindset that we are what we do most of the time. And that applies once again to finances, it applies to fitness. We weren't perfect this week, but we got back on track Friday, Saturday, 
Sunday. We're going into Monday on, you know, a consistent note. But the last thing I want to mention when it comes to delayed gratification is to create a vision of what your end goal looks like and be as detailed as possible and how you're going to feel when you achieve that goal. When your why is like, I want to lose X amount of weight. How are you going to feel? What situations are you going to have more confidence? Is that going to the on vacation with your family and feeling confident in a bikini? Like having your end goal very detailed and very meaningful, then it helps you work backwards and say like, okay, to get to that point, now that I know what it looks like, what are my daily actions? What are my savings habits? What are the things I need to implement to yield that result? Yeah. And I think that this is a valuable lesson. I even learned as an athlete, like no bullshit. I literally used to mentally and close my eyes and literally mentally vision myself in the place that I wanted to be in. I always would envision myself playing in that game, envision myself getting that scholarship. Like that is literally no bullshit. I, I would mentally <laughs> throw myself into that into that visual of what that would look and feel like and, and how that would feel as I embraced that end goal. And then that always motivated me to also push further. So that's where, you know, whether it is having a vision board, whether it is like literally mentally visualizing, all of that shit truly works, guys. Like I know it can sound out there, it can sound woo-woo, but when you place that level of belief in a vision and in yourself, you will get there. And it's just all about delaying that gratification and doing those little things every day to inch you closer and closer and closer to that end goal and to that ultimate vision of where you see yourself living. And if you don't visualize it, then you're honestly never going to be able to see yourself in those shoes of future you. And that's why it's going to be hard to make those, you know, decisions that impact future you. And you're going to fall into that short term gratification versus delayed gratification because you don't even see yourself as future you who has achieved this. And I do this every single day without even realizing as we were like planning for this podcast. I'm like, oh, this is something I do like honestly every day by creating that like end goal, a vision board. I do a lot of vision board trainings and now I'll probably have to do another one now that it's like front and center of my mind. But I've done a lot of vision board trainings in the past and it's something I've done since college, like 2016. So it's been like six years of me doing this. I had a vision board on Pinterest and I know Pinterest sounds like so, you know, millennial of me to be like, I love Pinterest, but honestly, I have a vision board on there. And over the years, I've collected images of like living in the mountains or like owning a home on the lake and certain achievements that I want to create, like whether that's family, whether it's an engagement and like, look at all these things that we've already like checked off of our list. And that's because I have those images front and center every single day. When I do my morning routine, I go into that board and I look at those pictures and then I think, okay, if I want to be here in five years, whether that's like our dream home or wedding or a trip we want to take, like what can I do today? That's going to set future me up for success to achieve that goal. But if you don't know where you want your life to be in five years, whether that's a savings or owning a home or taking a certain trip or being married or, you know what, if you don't know where you want to be in five years, you don't know what daily habits to create. You're kind of navigating life without a GPS because you don't even know where A to B is, and you're just navigating and like making these choices that don't even align with any goals you have for future you. So, having that vision board allows me to see where I want my business to be in five years, where I want my life to be, my fitness. I even have like goals of every kind on there. And I highly recommend doing the same, whether that's on Pinterest or just like honestly writing down like, what does your ideal look like, life look like in five years? What does your ideal body look like in five years? What is your ideal bank account look like in five years, like whatever that looks like for you, career, anything, you have to visualize it. Otherwise, like I said, you're not going to know where you're headed. Your GPS will have no directions because you don't even have a destination. So really want you guys to remember that that's like the last point we want to make other than this quote, that the ability to discipline yourself to delay gratification in the short term in order to enjoy greater rewards in the long term is the prerequisite for success. So essentially discipline and delaying gratification is the prerequisite to success in all areas of your life. So I want you guys to take this motivation and carry it 
into this upcoming week. We're starting a new month, December. This is the last month of 2022. So we're going to send you guys off with some motivation, a game plan, and some actionable steps to take with you. And we want to say we thank you guys for listening. We are so, so grateful you guys listened to 61 episodes of Life Rewired. So be sure to leave a five-star review, subscribe, and share this episode on your story with your main takeaway. Tag us, tag Life Rewired, and be sure to check out the show notes for Zach's Black Friday deal, as well as our sponsor notes for Nash. Absolutely, guys. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Peace out.